Hey everybody, welcome to the 5 for 5 podcast. My name is Panchito and as always I am joined by Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm excited. It's the season finale. It is the season finale. Season 1 is officially over and as promised we are going to be delivering a special episode on the show with the pointless points, right? But the journey through history is priceless. Yes, and what else is priceless? The fact that we have a special guest. Nice. Uh, It's another Fellows Work Media podcaster and it is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's nice to get a, a different perspective. Uh, what do you say? Should we bring her in right after this? Let's do it. All right. All right, everybody, let's get into this. This is the finale. It's big things going on. Let's invite in our guest, Evita from Flying Blind podcast welcome thank you so much i'm very happy to be here Uh, i'm happy that you're here too it's gonna be fun kind of chopping it up over the season right talking about some of the cool stuff that we talked about earlier on it's exciting well in our little game for pointless points we did go through three time spans and the first one uh that we wanted to talk about was 1990 to 95 which was the most recent one right right mike correct Evita, we were hoping that you could give us maybe your top two choices for your favorite episodes from each of those time periods. You you like that idea? I do. That sounds like a great idea. I know you're used to doing a little bit more of a serious, serene type show, but, you know, cut loose. This one will be a lot of fun because it's it's always (laughs) craziness in here, right? The outtakes will be nice. Evita, what did you bring? What is your choice for the two episodes from 1990 to 1995? My top two... We're a phone fraud forefront, and my most favorite from that time period was episode 11, which was episode formerly known as 11. Love it. So I like to save the best for last. Let's talk about phone fraud forefront. That's a tongue twister. We try to pick something fun, right, Mike? I enjoy typing them. Yeah. Having to type (laughs) it back into the computer, I'm sure, is sometimes a challenge, right? It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, Evito, what did you like about phone fraud forefront? Even though this took place over 20 years ago, it's actually just so relevant to today. Um, And also, Mike gave us some useful infos, you know, how to protect. Yeah, Yeah. how to protect our identities and information. So even though it was from so long ago, like I said, I mean, yes, it's a silly podcast, but I still learned something, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Mike's always good for a lesson. And that's priceless. Yeah, it's a priceless lesson, right? (laughs) So I'm just curious, like if you had to sum up that episode, what what was the take home from that? Because it was about uh, poor practices, right? Yeah, it was basically about people being caught off guard. You know, it was kind of insight into unscrupulous behavior and getting information out of people. Yeah, you know, pretty crazy. So what was the big uh, the life lesson from that one? Evita? The big life lesson was um, watch your back, protect your information and be really careful. Don't just trust anything that you click on. You know, I think that we're a little bit more wary of phone calls nowadays but i think sometimes we can be a little too trusting when it comes to anything on the internet and being a little careless with our personal information so just be careful yeah we cut loose on the web right we do we totally cut loose on the web a little too loose yeah a little too loose for mike's taste everybody if you didn't hear that episode go back and just fast forward to the tips at the very least right yeah uh definitely listen to it uh you're gonna pick up something that you're gonna learn it's gonna help you a lot um especially in today's age where people are still caught with their pants down with their information true that all right well 
What would you say was uh, the funny moment for you from that episode of you done? Ooh, um, oh, I have to think. I, about you it. know, it was kind of more like on a like a, it was a little more serious. That was one. our that more was informational. Funny, but one. On the more was, serious yeah, one. it was informational. Well, that one, uh, you know, that was a hard question. That was yeah, probably one yeah. of our more like informational, serious episodes, yeah, it right? It really was. It felt fun, though. It felt it was, light. It did I feel think. fun. It did feel light. All of your episodes feel light. None of them feel heavy or anything like that. But that was definitely one of the more informative ones. And it's really not a silly topic, really. Yeah, we were informing about something yeah. pretty serious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why we kind of threw in the tips at the end, right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, we were already going down the path naturally. Yeah, and Mike kind of gave me this look like, you know, hey, let's solve this problem for everybody listening because it felt like at one point like we were just going to scare everybody, right? Yeah, we were kind of <laughs> setting up a scare there and that's definitely not what we were trying to do. Yeah, no, at all. <laughs> the 5 for 5 is not meant to be terrifying at all, so... <laughs> I'm glad if anything, we saved it that with the seriousness on that one. Right. That's how you do it. Right. Yeah. So, OK, moving on then. 90 to 95. Your favorite episode was the episode formerly known as Eleven. Yes, it was. Now, you know, I'm a big Prince fan and I know you're a big Prince fan. Yes. You were even Prince for Halloween. I once. was Prince for Halloween a couple of years ago and I made a pretty dang good Prince. Killed it. Uh, you yeah. See props it on, on that one. You can see it on my Instagram. Oh, you have a picture on yeah, your gram on that one? one there. So. What made that episode stick out for you, though, besides the fact that Prince is one of your favorite musicians? Um, I, of course, remember when that happened and seeing that all over MTV. And it was just such a revolutionary thing. And I consider myself a, an, an artist. I mean, a different artist than, than Prince. Obviously, I'm not a musician or a composer or anything, but I grew up dancing. So from a very artistic perspective, I really appreciated that and actually thought it was a really cool thing, even though people thought it was really weird. I thought it was re revolutionary, you know, yeah. and he was just so ahead of his time. I mean, like you guys talk about in the episode, you guys, um, you know, talk about rappers and all these people that are always changing their names. And I, I feel like it's more for attention now but he was just he was doing it like you said to create um a thing a thing yeah. a, he created a, a real niche for himself yeah and he just did something so unique would you agree that it was it was intentional it was it was incredibly intentional i really feel that in a lot of ways he was challenging us as listeners to also be creative and to question and that sparks creativity in other people like i truly believe that was also part of his intent i definitely think and we touched on this a little bit on it kind of transcending beyond the mm -hmm. art or what he was that he was making mm -hmm. and and i i really do feel that's something that at least a part of what he was trying to do yeah um and, and i think he was successful in that uh he, because prince was so much more than the music that he made in my opinion oh yeah definitely and we had kind of transitioned it into talking about him sort of making it marketable right mm, yeah um um, but I got the sense that when we were talking about that, we weren't really saying that that was his intent either, right? No, I, I really don't. It was way beyond that whole like self-commoditization thing that we kind of started touching on. Yeah, it like it like in included that in what it was meant to be yeah. in the first place, right? Exactly. You agree with that, Evita? Oh, yeah, totally. I agree. Okay, well, moving on to, since we're all in agreement, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next uh, time period, it was 65 to 70, right? Yes. Okay, I know you have two choices for that. Let's go over one now, and we'll save the next one for after the break, but what was your, what was one of your choices for that time period? One of my choices was uh, episode nine, Hijacked, Rescued, 
invoiced. And that was Mike's. Yeah, that part. was an odd one. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I, when he when you read me that story, Mike, I was like, what did he find? Yeah. Where did he find it? And I don't even know where to go with this thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I liked it though. There was just so there's just so much mystery with that article and it's really interesting and it just raises so many questions. Yeah, there's just, just so flat many out strange. Yeah. I want to know what happened to the hijackers. Me too. Yeah. I wish I really when I listened to that afterwards, I was like, I really want like somebody to hear this that was on that plane. And I want I want the story. I want Some the story. Con- continuation. Yeah, I want stories. I want to know what really happened on that plane. I'm just so interested. I really would love for somebody to hear this podcast and come forward and tell their story. I want to hear it. Well, I had asked Mike if there was any continuation on it or not, because I figured it happened to a celebrity. Right. So you think there would be something you think but he was pretty matter of fact about it yeah he just spoke about it like it's this thing that happened to me once yeah it happened to me happened to my family my kids were really well behaved cuba cubo mojitos yeah right and the story's over yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine though that with that situation um you know there's some fear there so i'm sure that's why it was so matter of fact and they didn't want to you know inject any sort of emotion or i mean who knows a weird story weird turnout but yeah. it made for a fun episode of five it for made five. for a really entertaining episode and after i listened to that episode i was like um okay what did i just listen to (laughs) and but i kind of i like that i mean i'm that weird person that i i really kind of like to think about what i just listened to or watched so yeah. that's probably it doesn't why have really... to be neat to be entertaining. Right. Exactly. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed yeah. You it. got you guys nailed it. For sure. I think uh-huh. our movie concept was pretty cool, if I'm honest. So. <laughs> yes. Flying Blind. I flying also enjoyed blind. that episode. You do it, Mike. It sounds great when you do it. Flying Blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also enjoyed that episode because they got a shout out. So that was kind of cool. It can still be an action movie. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of action, we've got part two of this action adventure finale coming up right after this break. Hello everyone, my name is Christian, algunos me conocen como Big Cat, and I'm super excited to announce my podcast, Hunting for Éxito. The show features a special guest every week who has become successful in one way or another. Whoever they might be, my guests will always have good advice to give, because at one point they were hunting for éxito too. I will invite them to share the stories of their hunt. Así podemos capturar el éxito también para nosotros. Hunting for Éxito is about éxito, real talk with real people who really made it. Episodes will be available to download every Thursday. No se los pueden perder. And remember to follow us at Zwerk Media, Z-W-E-R-C Media. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 Podcast with Panchito and Mike. Okay, everybody, we are back. And we've got our guest, Evita, telling us what her favorite episodes were from the three time periods that we covered. And now we're going to move into the second selection from the time period covering 1965 to 1970. And I'm not going to lie, Evita, I'm pretty sure I know which one it's going to be. Do you have an idea, Mike? I think so. Yeah, I think I think Mike is feeling the same thing I'm feeling. Hit it, Evita. What do you I, got? I have to say that my favorite episode from the season and from this time period is episode six, Get It Together, Nancy. I knew it. 
Yes. Knew it. Kobe. Shout out to Panchito for uh, bringing that one. Uh, when I picked it out, I read it and I was like, I have to read this to Mike. Definitely. But Mike, before we get into Evita's thoughts and emotions about all of this, can you please <laughs> elucidate for me your your personal inclinations toward the doctor, the good doctor and his uh, his methods? So here, here's an overall recap. Okay. okay. Overall recap. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Nancy goes and sees Dr. George W. Crane and She's basically bringing forth her issues that she has, uh, primarily having to do with her loneliness, if I remember correctly. Right, and failed attempts at marriage. Failed attempts at marriage. She wants a boyfriend. She wants yeah. a boyfriend. And look, that's super reasonable, okay? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. And obviously very befitting of the time as well. That's what she wanted, you know? Yeah. That said, um, Dr. Crane had, uh, I would say, uh, a lot of cold water to pour on her, uh, <laughs> given the, uh, the manner in which she wanted to present her problems to Dr. Crane. Right. She declared herself an atheist because she believed that God was failing in giving her a man or providing her a man in some way, shape, or form. Dr. Crane didn't quite agree with that notion. And then he goes on. And to, goes on to basically, yeah. that's where I, I think a lot of these controversial points are, you and know. And the goes on part, right? Yeah, and the goes See, on part. And and that's the part I wanted to bring in Evita for because I'm curious about her and the goes on part, not just as they relate to Dr. Crane, but also as they relate to Mike's reaction to Dr. Crane. Oh, man. Well, this was incredibly entertaining for me, I have to say. <laughs> and Mike really pushed the envelope on this one. Yes, he really uh -huh. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the reaction when I heard this article being read was like, are you kidding me? Like, I was also flabbergasted. Yeah. Dr. Crane says that she she failed God. Uh-huh. Um, and that she's just lolling around eating candy and uh, needs to lose 20 pounds. Right, yeah. So I just remember being like... I, I felt bad for Nancy and I was kind of offended and I believe Mike Mike's reaction was that he liked Dr. Crane. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember his exact words, but he essentially said that she that he was just being honest and that she pretty much needed, you know, to hear the truth and needed, you know, some tough love, I guess. I'd call it a, a light endorsement. Yeah, I would essentially. Say that. Yeah. The thing that I, I really extracted from this was, you know, she, first she brought in the God angle, right? Yeah. They agree. They disagree on on what they thought God's role was in this. Right. Well, I, I guess the, I kind of took my viewpoint from the fact that I believe there are a lot of things that are incumbent upon me before God. Uh -huh. And as a man who could stand to lose a few pounds himself, I understand <laughs> that, look, sometimes grabbing the mirror and understanding what things I need to do first before laying my, my burden on others is, is something that can be very important. I I'll tell that. you what, though, my yeah. like, see, that part I don't disagree with you on. And, and I think we I made that clear in the episode. Like there was a lot of what was his intent that I thought was not just fair, but in some cases even commendable, right? Mm -hmm. But delivery. Yes. And that's, that's, that's the problem that I had. Yeah. That's because there's two ways to do what Dr. Crane did for Nancy. One is what he did, and the other one's closer to like, oh, I don't know, like say uh, Flying Blind Podcast, right? It's a little more soft-handed. It's like, hey, be aware, you know, this is a reality of your situation. Uh, examine it and find the deficit. And then these are the actionable things that you can do. Well, it was a very classic crane reaction. So right, yeah. if you if you if you go into his works, you actually kind of see like, wow, yeah, that guy definitely would react in the way that he did. So that's an important aside that we need to mention here, because 
Mike was actually inspired to go out into the world and seek more Dr. Crane content. I mean, I could understand that because it was a very entertaining article. And I do get what Mike is saying. And I do agree. And I talk about this on my podcast. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. Yes. So I get that side of what Dr. Crane is trying to do. I don't believe his intent is malice, but it comes off that way. Yeah. He comes off like a mean chauvinistic person yeah you know? i call him nasty yeah he he is nasty like <laughs> if if somebody you know spoke to me that way i would probably go home and eat more you yeah, know that's like a dude what's your yeah, problem type of thing exactly yeah. it yeah. wasn't it, the delivery was pretty horrendous but i do understand the intent behind it yeah i i'm, I'm the type of individual that can cut through delivery if i can see gold and what's being presented to me yeah i don't think nancy has that in common yeah, and with a you, lot though. of people don't have that in common. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? and i think that's but i think that's one of the reasons why i was able to quickly endorse it in the manner that I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, wait a minute. Now, here's the thing. Like, I, I, there, there are points of concession that I'll make, but ultimately, I still stand firm. Yeah. Uh, Crane's my guy. <laughs> the guy, the guy was a speechwriter for Calvin Coolidge. Okay. Yeah. Like that. For, for the record, Calvin Coolidge is arguably my favorite president. So oh, that's I, interesting. Okay. I yeah. Well, I, most I, people okay. don't have a favorite president to begin with. But. Well, yeah, no. Any true. president that occupies the Oval Office and pretty much makes it his point to say no to everything offered to him is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. There'll be none of that. No, 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 no. The point being, though, is that the guy, he, to kind of go on what uh, Avita was saying, yeah, he definitely has been called a chauvinist quite a bit. Um, Understandably. That article, <laughs> believe it or not, is like not even, it's like the tip of the iceberg. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, I got to yeah. see some of the content. Yep. Nancy got the, you know, she got, got the nice, she got the nice Yeah, version. she got crane light. She got oh, the wow. constructive crane. Yes, right. Wow, okay. She I'm caught interested. crane on a good day. Yeah. Well. I think we could talk about Dr. Crane for probably the rest of the episode, <laughs> but uh, I think we should move on. So the last time period we're going to talk about was the first one that we covered, and it was 1915 to 1920, which represents a 100-year leap. Yep. And Evita, I know that you have your favorites from that time period. Let's start with one of them. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites was the very first episode, episode one, Beer, Bologna, and Bowleggedness. Yes. That I was, really, a, that I was really a heck of that. a start, wasn't it? It was. It was. And I think that's one of the reasons why I loved it so much, because it was just a crazy article to it start was bonkers. with. <laughs> yeah, it was bonkers. Yeah. It was pretty bananas. Yeah. It was right in alignment with what we wanted. What made you pick it in the first place, Mike? <laughs> because of the reaction it gave me like <laughs> okay. so a lot of my a lot of my bringings to the show are purely brought from uh reaction it makes you laugh first yeah it elicits some form of reaction from me and i'm like okay i have to i have to see what it does to you yeah so what do you like about it Evita? just how ridiculous the article was i mean it was probably one of my favorites things about it and also just it happens now too i mean we just believe any information that's given to us yeah there was you know? lots of like nutritional health type yeah. stuff in there people were just like buying this ridiculous idea that baloney and beer give kids bowleggedness buying it enough that we should get the clergy in the church exactly. to send out the message about it right exactly 
I knew that you liked that one because just the premise of like, oh no, don't eat bologna and don't have beer and especially <laughs> don't have them together. I would, I thought that you would have found that super comical because those are like obvious things. Right? Yeah, it was very funny. Not and as related to bolagonous, but they are <laughs> obvious, <laughs> obvious things to avoid, right? Yeah, I mean, it was for sure very funny and it really drew me in to five for five it made me want to listen to more episodes after i listened to that first one yeah (laughs) yeah definitely all right evita so we are down to the second selection what was it and you might guess this one because i am in the beauty industry but i chose episode three misdemeanor funk faking this is a favorite with a lot of people beauty industry or not it's very relatable yeah definitely a lot more than i thought it would be yeah What makes it relatable, like you said? First of all, you're talking about makeup and cosmetics. And as a female, I mean, that's just something, I mean, from back from Egyptian. It's a part of life. Yeah, it's a part of life. I mean, the Egyptians wore makeup. Yeah. And as a female, to know that somebody's trying to stop me from doing something that I do, it's very shocking, I guess. They were trying to pass a law to keep women under 45 from wearing makeup. It's like, what? You know, it's. It's jarring to like hear something like that. So we talked a little bit about enforcement and we had some fun with that because we, we, Mike and I have this thing. We like to do that like old timey cop voice. Yeah, see? Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and we started talking about that they're walking down the street and the cop's like, yeah, what is that? Max Factor? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think about the idea of enforcement as it related to that story? It wouldn't even be possible. It's just such a far fetched idea. I'm still laughing on the inside thinking about it. It. like just how crazy I, not that I ever want that to happen that's as a man let me tell you I don't want that to happen but I don't like look some women love makeup and a lot of women love makeup let them let them love makeup yeah I actually really like how you guys related it to social media because that's like if all of a sudden they were trying to ban face tuning or any sort of filters that it's essentially the same thing and people would be in an uproar if they all of a sudden like outlawed filters you mean those people don't really have those big doll eyes (laughs) and rosy cheeks known i just didn't like the attribution of intent you know what i mean you're you're just you have intent you wear makeup intent for something but there's intent so we're gonna just ban it yeah if if you put on this makeup you're we had talked about that a little bit that you you might be maliciously putting on the makeup right and and, and the fact that 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 was injected into that i think is i guess what i guess offends me is yeah you're just gonna say that this person has intent well they get points for creativity (laughs) yeah stretching creativity sure yeah if i gotta give these guys points for something that boy's club is for creativity <laughs> but i think that's all really i can think of because the whole thing was pretty piggish i wonder what the password is to get in <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> max factor yeah max factor. <laughs> that's the password yeah but yeah max factor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Evita, what'd you think? Good first season? It was a great first season. Very entertaining. And I took a lot from every episode. I really did. I took something useful from each episode and it was just fun and it brought some joy to my life. I love that. Well, we want to thank you for coming. I had a lot of fun. How about you, Mike? I had a blast. Yeah, it's cool to talk about this stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. I hope we get to do this again at the end of next season. You know what it is? It's because the journey through history. It's priceless. It really is. We will be back, and right after this, we're going to let you know which time frames we are going to be covering. Thanks a lot, Evita. Thank you for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming.
This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Okay, everybody, as promised, this is the end of the show, and we have a big reveal for you, right, Mike? That's right. This reveal has to do with the years that we're going to be covering. So what are those years, Panchito? Again, we're going to be doing three sets. This time, we are going to be going all the way back from 1920 to 1925 for the first round. Then we're going to leap forward a little bit to 1945 to 1950. And finally, we're going to bring it around town to 1975 through 1980. That sounds really good to me. It's a good selection, right? I like it. We hope to have you all back for next season. Until then, over the two-week break, if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. That's right, folks. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. Mike, thanks a lot for season one. I had a lot of fun. Thanks, Panchito. Thanks, Evita. Peace out.